Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, this is Cynthia Lockery, and welcome to Canada's podcast, where we talk to entrepreneurs who are th- making things happen right here in BC. Today, I'm joined by Aaron Ashley. Aaron is the founder of Aaron Wellness Support Supplements. With a mission to empower women with holistic health, Aaron Wellness is a place where women are supported throughout their journey to sustainable health and wellness. This is such an important topic, women's health, and I'm just so looking forward to hearing about your journey and how you um, got to where you are today. So welcome, Erin. And let's just jump in and you tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Sure. Well, thank you, Cynthia, for having me and for that lovely intro. Um, and thank you, Candice Podcast, for having me on as well. Um, yeah, as you said, basically, I own a wellness company, a supplement company based out of BC here. And I really started, I mean, I don't know how far back you want to go <laughs> when I was five. <laughs> um but growing up, my parents, my mom was a figure skating coach. My dad was kind of an amateur bodybuilder guy. So athletics and aesthetics were always really important in our household. And as I grew older, and I think a lot of women will resonate with this and men too, is that health and wellness was really dictated by the size of my clothing. It wasn't necessarily dictated by how I felt or how I was operated in my body. Um, and I struggled for another years, a number of years with bulimia. And I'd written a book about that as well. In about 10 years, I kind of had my aha moment. I was overtired, overworked, overstressed. Um, I had no libido and I had a cute boyfriend, so it wasn't him. <laughs> and, um, and I was starting to end the early perimenopause. And I really began to look. And I, ironically enough, I was a holistic nutritionist at the time. I had a successful career in supplement sales. So I knew what to do. I wasn't necessarily putting those habits in place. And I really stepped back and took a look at what I wanted to create in my life going forward, especially as I age and how my, how I was feeling then would impact my journey into menopause and perimenopause and so on and so forth. So I really took a step back and looked at um, five pillars that became my brand's five pillars, but I also used when I coached women and they are the thoughts you think, the friends you keep, daily movement, nutrition, and supplementation. And I used those to really kind of pull myself out of my unhealthy state I was in. I began to look at my conversations I was having with myself, the people that were in my support network who were encouraging me to be my best self for those who weren't. Um, I began to look at my relationship with food and really began to look at the nutrition I was eating because we are what we eat. And there's so much truth to that. I looked at my relationship with movement. And then, of course, I looked at supplementation. And at the time, there was really nothing on the market that appealed to me that had the clinical doses that I was looking for without having to take six to 10 pills a day. And that's really where Aaron Wellness came from. And in that, being able to use those five pillars, one of the things I also want to do is not just provide a vitamin or a supplement, but really give women the building blocks and the tools to create the habits to create sustainable health and wellness, the things I was looking for all those years ago. And that's really what we've done with Aaron Wellness using QR codes and creating, we have 11 products in the market right now. We have three more coming out um, and it's been I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do, which is really awesome. <laughs> I know that every morning when I wake up, I'm like, I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's really stressful at times and it's up and down, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I really love that holistic approach uh, mm. and, and looking at women, the complete package of the challenges we go through at different stages of life and, and really looking to support women. So, mm. um, 
Is there any piece of information or knowledge about your industry in particular that might be of interest to listeners today? Ooh. Well, the big thing I always like to reiterate to people is, you know, Canadian supplements are very different than anywhere else. We are the most highly regarded supplements in the world. The reason being is we have a regulatory body here. Health Canada obviously is in charge of that. And they really look, we have a thing called NPNs. So on every single product that you buy, supplement that you buy that is legally sold in Canada, there's an NPN number on the front. What that means is all of the claims we are making, we have, we've been given permission to say that we've given scientific data to prove this product will do what it says it's going to do. Um, south of the border, there is no regulation like that. I've had conversations with people who believe that the U.S. has better supplements. I will argue that <laughs> hands down because I know what I have to go through to bring a product to market. But I think what that does is really reassure us that what we're paying for, what we're getting is exactly what's on that bottle. And I think that is something most people really need to understand. And I think most people need to understand to support Canadian supplements even more and support the companies that are here. I know that we can see a lot of flashy advertising that looks like and making claims that seem like too good to be true. And if they are too good to be true, there's that saying, it probably is not <laughs> the truth. Um, and that's the thing I think with Canadian supplements is you can trust that everything that they say they're going to do, it's going to do. And so if you're going to buy something, look for that MPN number and make sure it's a Canadian company or a company that's coming into Canada and it's abiding by our regulation. So that's something I really think it's important for people to understand and how much work and it takes years to get MPNs. It's so much work to get them. And we do all that work so we can protect Canadians and the Canadians get exactly what they're paying for. I think that's such great insight because I think some of us just grab stuff off the shelf and really just trust that mm -hmm. that those claims. So that's a nugget that I'm going to take with me as I go into my health food <laughs> store. store. <laughs> Where's the NPNs? They should always be right on the front. And most companies companies that are on health food stores all have NPNs. So you can usually pretty well guarantee that because it's actually illegal to be sold in Canada without them. So it's great. Yeah. So, um, what is it that you're most, you know, there's a lot of things I can hear that you're proud of. Is there anything that you, that you're most proud of, um, in the work that you do? I think it is the supporting of women. We've, I've had so many women reach out to me and, um, tell me that a lot of the times they felt the way I did a little bit lost. And that's something that is part of my mission statement. When I look at empowering women with holistic health is giving them the tools to make the changes. And so, so many women use the QR codes that are on each bottle. We have a QR code. You can scan that. I actually got on Dragon's Den with that QR code technology, walked away with three offers. Um, so there's a complete program, two meal plans. There's a video explaining everything in that product. So you understand fully what you're buying. Um, we have affirmations in there that fall in line with the thoughts you think. We have education. We have um, workouts. There's so much in each QR code that we're giving people to support them. And the feedback I've received from women who have utilized those QR codes effectively has been phenomenal. So that's been really amazing. And even from my retailer, as well, um, having them have that support for them. So if they're busy in their store, they can simply tell the customer, you can scan that QR code, it'll be back in a minute. You can watch the video and learn about the product. So it helps them as well in the sale process and also when they're on the floor and things are busy. So that's mm -hmm. something I'm really proud of. And my daughter, I mean, I have to, she would actually be first. So <laughs> I'm like, it's the brand, but no. So Michaela would be first is what I'm most proud of. But then, you know, this would be a close second. <laughs> 
Well, and I just love that you're that you're really helping women because you're right. You get home, you get this product, and you're trying to figure it out. So, um, if somebody was to talk to you, or somebody was listening today, thinking, oh, "I want to start out being an entrepreneur," how do I get started? Is there any advice that you'd give them? You know, I was talking. I was in my with my entrepreneur group roller skating on Saturday night, which was fun. And one of the things we're kind of talking about is this now this glorification of entrepreneurship, which is really on social media, where people make it look so easy. You know, you see them in cars and traveling. And it's, you know, you're just showing the highlight reel, which I get. And some of them, it's a highlight reel that's really non-existent too. So I will say that. But it is, it's really hard. It's hard. It's not for the faint at heart. It's not an easy road. I mean, it is, you know, you see those pictures and it's entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship and it goes like all up and down in the graph and all over the place. And that really is it. Then you're at the end. Um, but I think the big piece of advice, and this is something I've encountered recently with another company, is if you have a name, do a trademark search. That's a big one. Buy your websites. That's a second one. Because I've met a company now who has 71 products. They don't own their trademark and don't own their website. So that is a huge thing that can really um, cause a pain in the butt when you're, when you're that far along. So trademark, do a website search, buy both of them. And then also listen, take advice, have some great mentors around you, have some people join some organizations. If you don't have a mentorship group, um, Innovation Guelph, the forum, there's many different um, entrepreneur groups that can support you as especially in a woman in business per se, um, but get some good mentors. And then most importantly, listen to your mentors. Because if somebody gives you advice and you go into the exact same opposite and you don't take it into that, you really need to listen to what people are telling you. Because if they're, if they're your mentor and if they've gone through it, they're telling you certain things for a reason. So I really, um, I have a great group of mentors I rely on, but then I also really listen to them. When they tell me no, or when they tell me I would not do that, which they rarely do, I usually stop and take stock and give myself a couple of days and then see it from their point of view. So those would be some things I think. Great advice. And I have to add on the website piece, I have worked with companies that want to do branding or really want to get their marketing in place. And like you, I have been shocked that they haven't first seen if the domain is available. Right? So I no longer assume that anymore. I ask. And and sometimes they'll say, well, it's $1,000 to buy. And I'm like, well, if that then buy it, spend the $1,000 so that you own it. So you own it. I know years ago I had Aaron, I own AaronAshley.com, but I had AaronAshley.com and I let it go and I had to rebuy it back. So I own it again, but I had to pay 1200 bucks for it. And then even what another thing that I got from Gary Vaynerchuk back in the day, I, Michaela, I own my daughter's, all her domain names. I've been paying for them for months. So when she becomes an adult, any business she has, She'll own her own domain names. That's something else interesting. You've got some parents out there who have some young ones. Buy your kids' domain names. It's like, what? I think it's 40 bucks a year or something like that. It's not, it's not really that much, but their kid will have their own domain name as they get older. That is great advice. Yes, yeah. it is not that expensive, people it's that not. are listening. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about BC. So we're both based on BC. Yes. Um, and you're in Vancouver. So yeah. what are some of the benefits of being based here on the West Coast? I, I think for sure. I mean, there is more of a healthy outdoor 
attitude out here. So that's definitely something. I was in Toronto for about 15 years and part of me still will always love the go get them lifestyle of Toronto. I was really able to take that and bring it here, which some people thought I was a little intense when I first landed. <laughs> They're like, you're not from here, are you? And I'm like, why? What's happening? And I'm like working like crazy. Um, so I was able to kind of marry that quite well. But I think I obviously, because we have the beautiful outdoors, I think, in, especially with my line of work being in supplementation and health and wellness, there already is a push to want to be healthy. We tend to be, we're a little bit more outdoorsy. I mean, look at all the dating apps and guys holding fish. I mean, it's a thing. <laughs> so, people are hiking and camping and fishing. That's what they're doing out here. So um, I think that's definitely a blessing, at least with my industry. That's definitely how people are a little bit more acutely aware of supplementation. They're more open to that conversation because there tends to be a little bit more of that out here. So I would say that for sure. And I think we have a closer knit community. I mean, Ontario is a, it's a very big place, obviously Toronto's even bigger. So when you look at these entrepreneur groups or women in business, you tend to kind of get to know people a little easier here, I think, because it's smaller in scale, opposed to being so big with so many women in business where you might not come in pathways of others. And so I think that's also a blessing as well, being out here. And I mean, besides the rain today, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can't really complain. We have a pretty incredible province. Every time I come home, I'm like, gosh, it's pretty here. So. And no shortage of health food stores on. In no the- shortage of health food stores, like every half a block, <laughs> you can find yeah. my products. <laughs> yes. I was looking at your website and I was like, wow, there's a lot near my house. Yes. So what is some of the challenges? So you're based in BC, but your products are sold across Canada. What are, mm-hmm. well, not just Canada, outside of Canada. So what are some of the challenges of operating in BC? I, I try to travel a lot. So I am this next year, I mean, I'm speaking every other week in different provinces. So I do travel a lot to go out and talk. Um, and because I was in sales for so many years in the supplement industry, I have, I'm a, I'm an account manager at heart. I guess you could say, I like being in stores. I love connecting with the retailers. So that would be one thing that's challenging is Ontario has, I mean, the most supplement stores or vitamin stores than anywhere really. And so it's harder for me to connect with those retailers and the people working in the stores to kind of share what my mission is and have them get on board. So that's been a little challenging, but I think it's just time and going into each territory and spending time and visiting stores and going in and doing trainings. So I think that's one of the things that would kind of, that makes it a little bit more challenging. And now launching into the U S which is a whole other beast. I mean, <laughs> you kind of, you think I'll put it on Amazon and it will be great. And then you're like, oh, oh, okay. There's like way more. It's like with anything you think it just get it. I just start the product line and then it will sell. And you're like, no, wait a minute. There's way more things I have to do now. What? You know? So, um, it was the same thing with the U S we've launched into the States. We now have four, we're going to aim to have all products down mm-hmm. in the U S on amazon.com by the end of the year. And in that there's now it's creating brand awareness down there. Right. So it's digital marketing, advertising, and influencers. Because up here, I have worked in Canada, across Canada as an account manager. I have relationships with a lot of the retailers that have supported me and brought it into store. And then with my online presence, it's married quite well. Well, in the States, nobody has any idea who I am. So it's starting from beyond scratch because it's such a huge place. So um, yeah, that would that's one of the things I'm really working on right now is really trying to create more brand awareness in the States and continue creating brand awareness in Canada. And so how do you define success? And more importantly, how do you celebrate your successes? 
celebrating, I probably need to do more of, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of the person, I'm a very much a list person. So the second I get something crossed off and I've, you know, done something, I'm like, Hey, back to the, got to get the next one. Right. So I don't celebrate probably as much as I should. So I'm going to try to get better at that. So I'm going to take a note of it. Um, and what was the first part of the question? You have to tell me one more time. I just thought about success there. How do you define success? What does what success do look like to you? I think success looks like to me is having my products make a difference, having my daughter see that I'm making a difference as well in people's lives, having her see that I am following my dreams and that I'm not scared to take the jump, even though it is terrifying at times. Um, and being able to wake up every day with my, with a, just a jump in my step to get to do what I want to do. And every day when I wake up, as I said, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So it can be hard at times, but that really keeps me aligned and going towards what my vision is for the brand. And I find that um, celebrating your successes, like you said, is a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs because we have so much on our plate. And yeah. it's like, Oh, good. That, like you said, that's done on to the next, but there is that power in hitting pause and really letting that sink in so yeah. that it, it, it becomes part of who you are. Cause we yeah. spend a lot of time and we'll talk about this next on those fear and doubts. We spend a lot of time dwelling in that space, but not enough time dwelling in the celebration. So fear and doubt. How do you, how do you deal with the fear and doubt that creeps in? Oh, um, and it happens on a day-to-day -day basis. I think it's constantly something that's there. Right. And I think it's for everybody. And I think that's the thing is understanding we all have it, that it's not even the people who portray that you think everything's fine and they are full, fully secure. They still deal with it too. I've had people reach out to me and they say, you just seem so confident. You seem like you're just like taking on the world. And I'm like, oh my God. How many times in my head I'm like, okay, <laughs> you can do this. Recently, I was giving a talk, and um, even to this day, I mean, I've been talking about health and wellness and perimenopause, like all of this stuff for years. But every time I go to give a talk, I still have these moments of like, what if I don't know enough? What if I'm not the person that should be doing this? It's still, it's still connected. It's still there for me, and I think that's a good thing because then it constantly makes me want to be better and do better. So it's actually a good thing to have a little bit of that doubt. I think if we're completely arrogant and like I know everything, that's me at like 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know? As we get older, we realize we don't know anything. Um, so I think there's a there's a there's a good part to have a little bit of that fear and doubt, but then also learning to land in the fact that. Um, that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing and that it is going to be okay. And even if you mess up, that's when you learn the most, that's when it becomes lessons, right? So I think there's a little bit of that in there too, but it's always going to be there. So a two-part question, how did COVID impact your business and where do you see your business in five years? Has there been any positive changes that have because we know a lot about the negative but if there are any positive changes that have come out from COVID, and how is that going to um, direct you for the next five years um well luckily in my in my industry we were health essential services and also too i mean we experienced a very different experience than people out east right i went out east last year to go do talks and people were still very leery about coming out for talks and i was like oh yeah you guys had a very different experience than us like we were kind of I mean, it wasn't as normal, but still we were, I mean, I went to restaurants, we went out, we take precautions, but we weren't, 
you know, I didn't homeschool my daughter for a year and a half, two years, like, right. So we really were lucky in that sense. Um, but we were essential service with vitamins. So with vitamins and um, supplements, sales increased dramatically. Of course, people wanted to get in better shape. They were all shopping online. Nobody was going to work. Um, what also did was really shifted our industry. In our industry, it's always been very much, we sell to retailers, retailers sell to customers. And it's always been that way. And you just had to hope to heck that that retailer liked your product, right? And you bought enough marketing spend with them that they would then support you and that you know you could actually have your product bring uh, brought to life. And your website would never sell direct. And that really changed during COVID because all of a sudden more stores or more supplement companies began to sell direct to consumer. We began to sell to Amazon. We began to create all these various pathways to sell our brands or sell our, you know, sell our brand. And so in that, that was a positive as well because you have more of a direct to consumer relationship going on. Um, in that, one of the things that I've really been cognizant of is that my retailers are still the people who are educating people on the storefront. I'm down on the ground. They're in the trenches, as I call it. They're the ones with the customers talking to them about what they need. So I've always really honored my margin to my customers and also my map pricing, my EDLP online. So I will never break map, which is our everyday, the lowest price we go to on any social, like any platform at all. So my retailers always can sell and always can match my pricing. So that's something else that's always been really important to me too. Um, and then it just creates value in the brand. So you're not going to see it, you know, $20 cheaper online. My retailers can always match. That's something. Um, so that was another good thing that kind of came out of this whole direct to consumer um, mm -hmm. selling, which also then creates more relationship with consumer because they're buying directly from your site. So they get to know you a little better and it creates more brand awareness that way. And it all kind of attaches. That's great. And so where do you see your company in five years from now, now that we turn the corner from the pandemic and it gave you a bit of a boost? Well, the BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. I said to somebody the other day, I asked them that. I was, what's your BHAG? And they're like, what the heck is that? And I'm like, your big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, that is <laughs> be a $100 million company, but more so than a, than a monetary amount to be a global brand and have a, be a brand that is supporting women no matter where you are. So the end of this year, our goal is to have everything on amazon.com and really cult cultivate that in the next year in 2024, growing that in the States. Um, we use Can Export Grant. Where I'm very blessed to have an opportunity to use that Can Export Grant, the government of Canada, to help us, you know, grow our brand in the states. And then 2024 is we're going to launch into the UK and abroad. I love England, so part of me is doing it because then I can go over there and visit more. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then just continue on that way and continue creating products <clears throat> that women need. Uh, I'm really excited that I, I have an opportunity to talk to so many women who tell me what the, what they need in their day-to-day. -day. And I've had some really interesting conversations about certain products that I should create. Um, so I'm just going to continue to do that and continue to kind of raise the bar and support women. Oh, that's just such a powerful mission. Um, let's talk about routines. How do you How do you support yourself? What is it that you do so that you're not torn in 20 directions and burned out? Because you said you had that moment yeah. and then you had that life shift. How do you make sure that you don't go back? Yeah, um, I, I do train usually every morning. Working out's a big thing. When I get up first thing in the morning, I lay in bed, don't touch my phone. And I, I do kind of just, uh, I call it um, forward 
gratitude thinking. I just think about my day. I thought about today, you and I talking, how do I want to show up in this meeting or in this conversation with you? How can I be a light? How can I be the best person I possibly can? I really try to visualize that. And then from that, I have my trusty list in hand. (laughs) I have today's list, tomorrow's list, this week's list, this month's list. I have my list in hand. I make sure I move my body. I make sure, you know, on Sunday we did a, I have all the, a bunch of protein that's, you know, pre-cooked. So I have ground beef and chicken and fish and all the things in the fridge and pastas made and rice made. So it helps my daughter as well when she comes in, because at times there is busy. And so she can make her own plate and do her own meal and we can have a dinner together. Um, and that, that really helps me. The, the working out in the morning and taking some time for me in the morning really supports me. And I guess finding balance sometimes. I, I, hadn't, I had an interview with a girl one day and I loved what she said. She goes, balance for me is being 100% present in what I'm doing at the time. And so I really try to fall into that. It was actually Paulina Cameron who runs the forum. She's an incredible woman. And she said that to me. And I was like, God, that makes so much sense. She goes, so that's the way I create balance. When I'm with my kids, I'm 100% all in with my kids. When I'm in my work, I'm 100% all in my work. When I'm in the gym, 100% in the, and although sometimes I do do emails in the gym, but, <laughs> but really trying to be present for wherever you are in that moment is a great way to try and find some balance. So I really liked that, that analogy of hers. I love that because you're right. Yeah. You can, there's so many people that when you talk to them, you know, they're not listening. Yeah. They know that, you know, that you're not the priority for them right now yeah. and how it makes you feel. And it, it loses any chance of connection. Yeah. So I think that's great. So if you were talking to an entrepreneur or um, somebody even in business who's moving to your community and is looking to make connections, what advice would you give them? Um, reach out to some great organizations. I know I've mentioned the forum before, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're a woman. Um, the forum's great. They have a you know great group. They have e-series. They have so many things they do. I do mentorship with them as well. I was a mentee and I do mentoring now. So that's a great way to connect with like-minded women, I find. Um, I know there's obviously many different groups you could belong to here in Vancouver and kind of join associations with, but I think especially if you're a woman in business, finding a group like that is really essential. I'm still friends with a lot of the girls I went through my cohort with, you know, so that um, that's been something for me, and then finding what you're interested in. So it's not just maybe work. So finding something health related wise, if you like to spin, if you want to do yoga, if you want to find something that you love to do, and then join that place, be it a gym, whatever it is for you. Um, and usually there's classes and different things you can partake in where you can get to know people, but not just making it all about work, but of course, trying to find some balance there. I know I joined mom's group when I had Michaela. So I had a mom's group of friends. So you can kind of help all these different groups that you're able to bring in to support yourself because being human is hard. So my brother says, <laughs> so he's like, being a human, this whole human thing is hard. I'm like, it is, it's a lot of work. So having as much support as you possibly can from all facets, I think is a, a great way to go. And I think that's so important because like you said, it's not just about business, 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 head down all the time. It's about the holistic and those of us that are parents, you know, we tend to hang out with other parents that yeah. the kids that we, you know, that your kids hang out with. So, yeah. um, is there anything that keeps you up at night? Well, if my hormones are not balanced properly and I haven't had my so harmonious before I go to bed with helps with blood sugar, um, then I definitely wake up in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> a little product plug there. No, um, 
What keeps me up at night? I mean, I definitely can wake up and kind of get wrapped into thinking about the business and is it going to be okay? And I can definitely have, as we kind of talked about, those anxious self-depreciate, like the self-deprecating thoughts. I can definitely kind of start spinning there. Um, but just, I guess the big thing is, is it going to be okay? I question that. I'm like, God, I hope this is okay. I hope what I'm doing is the right thing. But then I know what I'm doing is the right thing. So it's like this, but yes, yeah, so that might keep me up at sometimes, but I'll take a snooze as well. That helps and count backwards from 99. And before I know it, I'm back to sleep. <laughs> Excellent. Now, is there any advice that you've been given or a book you've read or anything that stuck with you that you really um, think about that helps you move forward? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I've had some really amazing mentors throughout the years. Um, and one of them, actually, and this was something I've really taken to heart because I think as entrepreneurs, especially when we kind of look at the landscape and look how people are presenting entrepreneurship, the whole um, selling off portions of your company, right? Or like giving people 5%, 10% and doing that until you're whittled right down. One of the things that one of my my major business investors, well, non-investors, business mentors said to me was to own as much as you can, as long as you possibly can. Because your value is in the fact that you own 100% of your business. And I own 100% of my business right now. I understand not all people can do that. But he said, do it, hold it as long as you can. Because the more you grow the company, the more the value of the company will be. And then you're going to have 100% of it. Then you'll have more, you'll have more leveraging and more power when you're actually going to get funding eventually. Mm -hmm. Like if you're looking to bring an investor in, you own all of it. It's not divided. Because there's been many times where I'm like, oh, it'd be so nice to have somebody come in and help me and give them a portion of it. And I'm so glad I didn't. So I think that's one of the things is to recognize that a lot of the value is you owning 100% of that. I think that's great advice. And also it stays true to your vision and, yeah. and your core beliefs and your passion. So exactly, exactly. So this has been a really great conversation. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I don't know. I think, I think if you, one thing I will say to anybody is if there's something, a little voice inside of you, because I had this little voice for so long, that was like, you should do your own, you should do your own brand. You should do your own brand. Um, is to listen to it and acknowledge it. Um, when I got packaged out all those years ago, I had an opportunity to either take the money, buy real estate, which I might have, maybe I should have, I might be way richer now, but, <laughs> um, but I knew that I'd always be like, but what if? And I really believe life is about stepping into purpose. And I believe that there's something that's whispering to you, you can, it can look, I mean, there is no way I could look at having the brand I have now when I started four years ago. Because it was the, it would just been a huge, it would have been way too over too much for me to even think about, comprehend about creating. But it's those little tiny steps every day and taking those little tiny steps towards the direction of your dreams, you will be there eventually. So I think that's the big thing. It's not manifestation, although there's a little bit of that. You can create it in your mind, but then you have to put the work in every single day, a little bit at a time. And eventually doors will start opening and you will start being led to where you're supposed to be. So that would be the one thing. Listen to the whisper, go for it. Such a great way to end. So thank you for this conversation. And where can people find you? You can find me on our website, erinwellness.com. So it's A-E-R-Y-O-N wellness. It's both a little different. Um, of course, we're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter, all under Erin Wellness. And you can follow me personally. It's Erin, A-E-R-Y-O-N, Bella Ashley, A-S-H-L-I-E. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all those goodies too. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Cynthia.